Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I'm the co-host, Chad Russell. That is the co-host, Kurt Souter of Furtherstone Ministries. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? I am doing fantastic, brother. I say morning. It depends on when you're listening. You may be listening in the middle of the night, and we are a, a show that's on live. Uh, well, they air it on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, and then they replay it at di- different given times. So you may be listening through the podcast, which is you can hear through Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes. And you can just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can see all of our past shows in their entirety. But if you are listening on the radio today, we appreciate you listening. If you're a first-time listener, we hope you'll be a second-time listener to tell us tell you a little bit about us. We are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. We love that the ladies listen to, but we're, our audience is the guys. And we talk to the guys because uh, you were made men, specifically men. Women were made women. And there's a difference. And one of the aspects of being a man is we believe that you were made to be a son of God, destined to walk with him through Jesus Christ. And that is we that is exactly why we do this show, because we want to be a tool in the toolbox for men. And, you know, you can only hear so many 30-minute sermons every week. You only got so much time to listen to a sermon. But to supplement that, and this is not supposed to take the place of the church, but we just want to be come alongside and wherever you are in your walk with God we just want to meet you there and hopefully we'll point you in the direction of God so that's why we do this show and we talk about all kinds of topics and cool things but today I am really jazzed about this show (laughs) because uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart and this is one of the things that God uses to to speak to me and really uh, in fact let me I'm going to do a little word association Kurt oh no I love doing this with you because you hate it (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to mention some names of something, okay? And when I get done, I want you to tell me some of the things that your first reaction when you hear these, okay? So just wait till I'm done, right? Here's a list. Braveheart, Gladiator, Saving Private Ryan. These are some of my favorite movies. Star Wars, (laughs) um, Lord of the Rings, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Rocky, what are some things when you hear those names? What? Do, oh my goodness! I I think um, I I want to just interject uh, Tim, our guest, like I go, Tim, let's go watch a movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> those are all movie titles, and every when those are on, you can't help but watch them. You can't. Oh my goodness! When that movies those movies are on, you're like, stop! I got to watch this movie. I've seen 15 times, but I, I want to see- watch it again. Why does that? stir our hearts specifically as men. Well, our guest today is in the movie making business, among other things. We're going to talk a little bit today about how God uses film and other media uh, outlets to really speak to the heart of men. Well, you know, Chad, you know, because when you're talking about this is a show for men by men, I, I've always thought of it as in terms of when you're putting on your shirt and I'm looking at you, have a, you have a button down shirt like mm-hmm. I do. When you get the top button right, all the other buttons seem to fall in line. But if you get that top one wrong, it, everything else is going to be messed up. And that's, that's like it is with the family. If the man gets it right, not perfectly, but you know, he, he's beginning to walk with God and do and live in obedience to the truth mm-hmm. of God's word. And, uh, and that's the heartbeat of Tim uh, Byron and what you guys do at, with Sitting on a Hill. So welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Love, love the opportunity to be here. Uh, we are thrilled to have you, and uh, we're excited about you just sharing with our guys. And 
what City on a Hill is all about. So first of all, what is City on a Hill? All right. Well, City on a Hill is a basically a media ministry. So uh, we understand the power of media today. Um, we like to say in our mission statement that that story is the language of our hearts, and it's hard to argue with that. God created story, and God put story in us. We each have a unique story. God has his story. The Bible is full of stories. God loves story. Um, so he put that in us. So story mm. is the language of our hearts. Um, media, I think it's hard to argue that media is the language of our times. I mean, you can't uh, turn on the TV. You can't you know, get in your car. You can't go anywhere without being... Uh, influenced by media today. So um, media is uh, the language of our culture, of our times. So story is the language of our hearts. Media is the language of our times. Mm -hmm. And so at Sea on a Hill, we want to take both of those, and we want to use both of those to share Jesus with the world. So marry marry those babies together and make an impact. Marry those things together. So how do we do that? Well, um, over the years, City's been around about 15 years now. Uh, and through that time, we basically um, have created a, a variety of short films. We've created films where we uh, overlay teaching into it uh, with various pastors around the country. Uh, so we tell stories dramatically, cinematically, uh, and put the teaching in there. We also just do short films. We've done a feature film. Um, but really, it's all about sharing um, the message that God wants us to share. And so mm. along with our mission of story and uh, media and sharing Jesus, we, we like to focus on three core values. And so the core values that we have are being faithful and relevant and creative. So if we tackle the faithful part, we want to be re- faithful to God's word. You know, everything we do, we want to espouse God's word. You know, mm-hmm. God's word, uh, we know won't return void. So we know when we take God's word and scripture and just present that to people, we know there's power in that. So we love to do that. So um, uh, faithful, relevant. Today, we want to, you got to be relevant. I mean, there's so much going on. We're immersed in media. Uh, this is, we're a media generation for sure. Mm-hmm. Our kids consume more media today than, than any generation before. I mean, they, they consume it in exponential factors. I mean, they consume media on their phones while they're watching TV or playing <laughs> video games. They're, you know, they're searching social media sites and so forth. So they're consumed in media. Um, and so what we want to do is be relevant to that generation, to this mm. new generation of, of media consumers. Uh, so what we do has got to be relevant. So it's got to be faithful. It's got to be relevant. And it better be creative because people won't tolerate stuff that's not good. So They start yawning and they're gone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the history of Christian media, we've come a long way because in the early days, um, low budgets and so forth, uh, you know, I think anybody who has consumed some Christian media over the last, say, decade or two realizes that... um, in the early days, it was a little bit, it was a little rough. I mean, some of those very early Christian movies uh, were a little rough. Uh, script writing wasn't that great. Acting might not have been that good. Um, but the message was clear. The message was still good. So what we're trying to do is elevate that, the rest of that. You know, the, the, the message is still there. It'll always be there. God's word is always there. But we try to elevate that. So we want to be really creative in the way we present God's word. We want it to be entertaining. We want it to be instructive. Uh, we want it to be engaging. We want to engage the mind and the heart, um, because the the pathway to the heart is through the mind, and uh, so that's what we've we've got to do. So that's what City's all about. 
You, I, I love, I mean, I love those three core values. And I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, for years, Christian media was, I, you know, like, really? Um, <laughs> but you guys, I love what you guys are doing because it is quality. It is rich, um, good stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. quality. So, um, well, we still have a long way to go in that area, and we know we're not done. And uh, fortunately, there's a lot of other folks uh, in the Christian media world that are just just hitting it out of the park. And so, we have um, one thing you'll see is a lot of community in, in the faith based film. Uh, so, uh, we've gotten together with other filmmakers to, you know, how do we get better in this craft? You know, how do we help each other? How, you know, can we um, help you with your scripts and can you help us with our scripts can can you weigh in on what we're doing and so uh there's a lot of collaboration that's starting to happen in the faith-based film so you know in the earlier i guess john Irwin likes to say john Irwin of the Irwin brothers um who's a filmmaker likes to say uh christian media is the hunger games you know we're really just out there <laughs> killing each other and and we're kind of missing the point that we're really all on the same team mm. you know we're really trying to advance the kingdom and share Jesus with the world. So let's not we, kill each other. How do we be united? <laughs> yes. Let's not kill each other in the process. Oh, so, that's, um, yeah, yeah. And, and you guys also are, are, uh, you're welcoming some folks who are not of the Christian faith to learn from them. Oh, absolutely. I yes. mean, I, I, I mean, some of the greatest actors and actresses, you know, on the planet, you know, are not Christians, but we can mm-hmm. learn from them. Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, if you look at Hollywood and you look at the Christians, um, you know, in Hollywood, which there certainly are, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's folks that uh, have been in the industry for a long time, um, so they're having an impact in that in that environment. But we're also trying to bring in, and I think, and finally, I think, in, at least in the feature film industry, Christian feature film, uh, we're starting to attract some of Hollywood's talent. Um and we can talk about that later with one of the films we got coming up. But yeah, we're starting to attract some some really good talent, and that just helps again overall in the quality of what uh, we're doing. Yeah, and, and I think it also demonstrates to a lost and dying world, hey, we we want to be relevant, and we mm-hmm. want to be the light that Jesus calls us to be. And um, yes, we're unique and we're different because we're we've we're, we've been changed. But we have something to offer. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that's good stuff. I, I love that. So we're going to take a break. We're going to be back shortly. And um, we're going to talk a little bit later on in the show about Tim. They have a feature film coming up uh, in the next couple coming months. And we're going to talk more about that. Cityonahillstudio.com is their website. One of my favorite books of, of all time is Epic by John Eldridge. And in the summa- summation of that book is that we are in the middle of a story. And that things were bad, or things were good, and then something bad happened, and then someone good came to rescue us from the bad and defeat the bad, and then we're going to live happily ever after. Well, that's the story, almost of every story you ever, every movie you watch is that same, because we are living in that right now. So we're going to talk more in the next segment about how Tim and City on a Hill take story and God's truth, marry them, and uh, partner with churches in in taking God's word out in a creative way. So we're going to be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm still Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter. And we are uh, a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And today we're talking to Tim Byron of City on a Hill, of cityonahillstudio.com. And they are a really cool 
film uh, making and different types of genres of uh, video. And they make really cool things. And our sponsors make really cool things. Uh, L&N Credit Union, uh, they are a sponsor who helps the community, not just financially, but they want to help people achieve their goals and what they want in life in regards to uh, their banking goals. And Vision First, they help you see. They give you the gift of sight and help hone in on that site. Whether you need contacts or glasses, they treat you like family or at Vision First. Frank Enterprises, if you have a septic system or any kind of water, irrigation, drainage problems, Frank Enterprises are the guys to help fix you up. Dan Hart Financial, if you have want to find out, hey, where are my finances going? Where am I going with my finances as far as retirement? What's the plan? Dan Hart can sit down with you and talk about that. Bright Star Home Care, if you have a loved one who is close to being uh, dependent on other people but want to still live on their own independently uh, and they need to make that transition, Bright Star Home Care helps you make those decisions. And then Country Lake Christian Retreat Center, just there this past weekend, what a wonderful little place is Country Lake. And if you are have an organization that you want to say, hey, we, we, need, we need to get away and have a retreat as a company, whether you're a corporate company or a church, and you say, I need to get away, Country Lake Christian Retreat Center is your place to do all that fun stuff. God lives there. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> Tim, I, I love what you guys have put out in the past. You, you've, you've got a bunch of topics and curriculum and tools that people in in the church outside the church and within the family within small groups to tell tell our listeners what are some of the things that you guys have put together that are some really quality things sure well since the the beginning of city really one of our driving forces has been to equip churches so churches uh, pastors are busy the leaders that are in the church they're busy there's a lot to to happen in a church. There's a lot to take care of in a church. And so, again, as we talk about media and the power of media and the power of media to shape worldviews today, I mean, worldviews are being shaped by all the different media that we consume. So you spend an hour in church every Sunday, you know, you get a good sermon from your pastor, and we've got some great pastors and churches uh, in our community uh, who do a great job. But how do we help? How do we come alongside them and give them additional tools to use in their ministry? So that was really the beginning of City to, to do that. Yeah, because 168 hours in a week and you hear a great sermon, that's, a, that's 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so you're going, uh, we need to supplement that. Yes. I mean, yes. We, we have to f- continue help our people understand the truth. Absolutely. So, so so 30 minutes a day is not going to cut it. It's not going to do it. The other thing we've learned and we focused on early on is is what's the best way to do that? The best way to do that is in community, in smaller communities. So I think churches realize too that corporate worship is, is essential. It's important. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to come along in smaller groups and have uh, build community and have conversations in those and talk about God's word. So really when you think about City on a Hill, our core product is a small group Bible study. Okay. So what that means is we take, when we when we talk about these various productions that we've done, we basically are taking film, shooting, creating stories and shooting those stories and interweaving teaching into that so that, and then breaking that up into say four episodes or six episodes, episodes range and from 30 minutes long to down to say 10 minutes long. That's another interesting thing we've learned over the last 10 years 
is our attention spans are shorter. So people used to like 30 minute videos. Now they want 10 minute videos. Now they want five minute videos. They just can't sit there for very long and consume one thing. But anyway, we put all that together and we developed some curriculum around that. And what we liked it, what we've created, and it's kind of been a, a staple for us is it's, it's this de- devotional type of journal. So as you gather with your group weekly and watch a video, then what we're, we're asking you to do is through that week, take this journal and read it and go through it and go deeper with that message. So you get the message in the community group that you can talk about it, but then you can take that individual time and work through that message on a deeper level, come back and talk about it the next week. So that that's kind of describes overall what a city product is. That That's what we want you. We want you to take a journey with this message. We want you to go deeper with that message. We also produce a sermon series or create sermon series. So a pastor can do a sermon series at his church. Let's say it's a four-week series. And then they can break out into small groups and have a video that goes with each of those sermons. And then they have a journal that they can take through the week. So it's really expanding that message and developing it and developing it deeper and deeper and deeper. You really want to take how, how do we maximize you know, the, the worship experience in the local church and then just really be a tool to help folks as they go home yeah. uh, personally and then their small group and family. I, I, I got to tell you. Um, I want I want you to talk about messy grace, okay? Um, because I think this is an incredible tool. I just want to tell you that my small group, we a couple, bunch of couples, we get together on Wednesday nights, and we just finished messy grace not too long ago, and it was so eye opening. It was so encouraging. And uh, tell our listeners what's messy grace all about. Sure. So uh, what I just described, our small group Bible study, we created a. Um, a Bible study about a year ago released it called Messy Grace. It's based on a book by uh, Caleb Kaltenbach, who's a pastor out in Las Vegas. Um, Caleb has a very unique story. We go back to story and why we are drawn to this, because Caleb has an amazing story. Uh, when he was two years old, his parents divorced. His mom went into a lesbian lifestyle, um, actually had a, a partner for, I think, 20 plus years. They were in a lesbian relationship. His father went off and and, into a homosexual lifestyle, Uh, but more secluded. Uh, His mom was very open about her homosexuality, Uh, took Caleb um, to gay pride parades, and she was very involved in in the homosexual movement. So this is is the world that Caleb grew up in. Uh, He also grew up in a world believing that Christians hated homosexuals. Um, That was his experience. So as he got into his teen years, he became... um, really uh, resenting Christianity and really was attacking Christianity at every turn, but God has a way of turning that around. Uh, (laughs) He attended a Bible study in high school and became a believer, went to, uh, long story short, went to seminary and became a pastor. So now he's a pastor, but he's got this unique background. (laughs) That is an incredible story. So he writes a book, we get with Caleb and do this Bible study, and we basically tell four testimonies. We take four individuals who have been in the LGBT community. They've come uh, they've come out of that or they have same-sex attraction and they're dealing with that. But how do we do that with how do we honor God through that? And, how, and, and as Christians and as churches, how do we deal with this topic of LGBT? How can we start a conversation? So if we go back to our model of, of a tool, our, our small group study, Messy Grace, is a great tool for you to sit down with your friends, your family, um, and just talk about this topic. Hear some testimonies from people who have lived in this, this community, have struggled with this issue of same-sex attraction, 
and you hear their stories, you hear their heart, and the the learning I had, and I'd be interested to hear your learnings, Kurt. Um, the big takeaway I had is when we first ventured into this project was there's really two camps of people. There's the truth camp and there's the grace camp. And we tend to really entrench in one camp or the other. So I'm all about the truth, but I can't, ex- so, I, so therefore I can't extend grace. Um, God's word says this about homosexuality. So therefore I can't extend grace. Then you have the grace people who said, this is my friend. You know, they're struggling with this. I love them unconditionally. I'm all about the grace. And they tend to give up truth for grace or grace for truth. Mm-hmm. And what Caleb says so succinctly is Jesus was 100% both. Jesus was 100% truth and 100% grace. And that's, as Christians, that's what we need to try to be. You know, we'll never be 100% like Jesus, but we need to be. I, you know, I, and I, I would say for our group, a bunch of couples going through this, it was just an eye-opening mm-hmm. experience for us to go, how would Jesus respond? Yes. And, and, and I think ex- you, hit it, you nailed it. I mean, how do we live with grace and yet never compromise truth? Mm-hmm. And typically, we kind of lean one or the other. And it was just so eye-opening. And it was so encouraging. And it was life-giving to go, how do we as Christians live in a world where there's and not just in the homosexual community, but just how do we live with grace and truth mm-hmm. and offer that to people? And do they really experience real truth and yet grace and love? Yes. And that was beautiful. I found that I was very much in the truth camp. You know, when we started, I was, you know, I'm guilty, guilty as charged, very much about truth and wasn't much about grace. But through this experience, through making this series, and I'm doing it with my family now, I've got an 18-year-old home and a 16-year-old home, and we're doing it right now on Sunday nights, uh, walking through this thing, and it is, it's, it's just a great time to sit down, watch this, and have a conversation that normally you wouldn't have maybe with your kids. And it's just been eye-opening for me to hear their hearts and where they're at. And I tell you what, they're much better at balancing the truth and the grace than I am. <laughs> and so I'm learning from them through this process. Well, you know, and I'm going to tell you, in, in our couples group, there's a couple Division One athletes who are in the middle of how do we do this? And it was so helpful for mm. the parents to be able to then talk with their kids and, and, and how do we live this out in the middle of college life? Mm. And, and it was just, it was a, a huge blessing. So yeah. awesome. <clears throat> we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Tim and uh, talk maybe a little bit more about uh, different types of curriculums. We're also going to shift gears and talk about the movie making business. And uh, City on a Hill has produced a, a feature film that's, that's, I watched it on Amazon not too long ago. It's out on Amazon and you can watch it anytime. But also they've got a new one coming out with, some stars and you would you know these actors now all of a sudden they've got some some quality actors coming in from from hollywood that says hey we want to be a part of what you're doing city on a hill and we're going to hear more about that so we're going to hear more from tim and about city on a hill on solid steps radio welcome back to solid steps radio i just transitioned into my radio voice there for a second and uh <laughs> so we're we're back and we're uh, having a good time here talking to tim byron tim is uh one of the heads head 
honchos. Head honchos. I like that That's word. on his yeah. card. Head yeah. honcho yeah, I'll take of that. City on a Hill Studios, and they make all kinds of cool curriculum. If you have not heard our first couple segments and you're just jumping in the car and you're hearing this, we're going to talk the net, this segment about there on the movie-making business. They made a feature film. They got another feature film coming up with Dennis Quaid. Yeah, that Dennis Quaid is going to be in a new feature film coming up. We're going to talk more about that in the next segment. But the last two segments, we've been talking about some of their other items that they have in regards to how they partner with churches and curriculum. So if you want to hear all of that, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or Facebook and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hear our podcast commercial-free thanks to our sponsors. Or you can go to Further Still Ministries org and click on the mic so tim uh, you you've got n- not only messy grace which we talked about last segment but a, a bunch of other stuff that you guys have yeah. put out over the years give us some sure sure uh, some stuff we've um we've got about 16 titles out right now and um the first title which still uh, amazingly sells and it sells around the world it's been it's in distribution literally around the world is something called h2o and, um, you know, for you guys out there who are thinking, okay, great, church curriculum, church resources, what does this have to do with me? Um, as Kurt and I mentioned, we're doing these things in our home with our family and our friends. And so H2O was designed to do that. It's a, it's a tool really for you to sit down in your home, invite your neighbors, watch a short little film, and share Jesus with them. And it's really easy to do, and it's something that uh, this product's been around for about 15 years now, and it's still being used all around the world. So we have that. We have uh, we did a, a series called Easter Experience, which is just an amazing series. The quality of it is just it's unbelievable. Um, of course, we're moving into the Easter season, and that continues yeah. to just be a very, very popular series. Uh, we did a series, uh, several series with Kyle Eidelman on discipleship. So uh, some of you may have heard about Not a Fan, which is about, you know, are you a fan or are you a follower of Jesus? Jesus wants followers. He doesn't want fans. And it's really, uh, this one will hit you upside the head. You know, <laughs> if you're sitting in the, the, the pew and you've been there 20 years and uh, you might sit there and realize, you know what, I've just been coming to church and I'm a fan. So how do I get, to, how do I become a follower? And mm-hmm. so that's what Not a Fan is all about. Uh, God's at war deals with idolatry. You know, we don't we don't sit down and worship idols in the sense that uh, you know in Old Testament times, but we sure sure worship money. Uh, we sure worship our careers and our relationships. You know, our children and our spouses, and so we put other things on the throne uh, instead of God. So uh, that's a great series. Uh, End of Me is another discipleship series that we've done, uh, talking about. You know, I, I'm not interested in that one. The end, the end of me. Yeah. I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically where you end. That's where you find Jesus. So uh, we tend to try to do everything in our own strength instead of leveraging Jesus's strength. So a gr- another great series. Uh, there. And then we've done a really interesting, very difficult to watch, actually, because it's just such a difficult topic. But, you know, why does God allow pain in the world? And uh, Bob Russell, uh, we partnered with Bob Russell on that to do that series. And Bob just does such a great job with that topic. You know, Bob's been around. He's been he's heard a lot of stories around this. He's he's experienced these things in his life. And so has a great voice to why does God allow pain in the world? So that's another great series. Uh, and then we mentioned Messy Grace. We've got something called God for the Rest of Us. We've just got a whole uh, list of things. Like we said, you can check it out at our website. You can watch videos there and and see more and experience those. But That's cool. Well, Tim, I want to uh, change direction now because I want our listeners to hear about the whole movie production. Sure. We're, I, we're just fascinated by, okay, you had a feature film uh, that came out not too long ago uh, called The Song. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. So... Um, we had a uh, 
Kyle had, uh, we, this is another partnership we have with Kyle, but Kyle was really wanting to teach about Solomon and Solomon's life. Uh, there's so much wisdom in the books of wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. from the Bible. So Ecclesiastes, um, and it's an interesting book. If you haven't read Ecclesiastes, go read it. It's a really interesting <laughs> read. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So we, we did a, we started writing a script around what, what would a modern day Solomon look like? So um, Richie Ramsey, who's uh, one of our writers uh, and who directed the film, um, wrote a story. And basically, our, mo- our modern-day Solomon was a singer-songwriter who kind of lived in the shadow of his dad, um, who was a famous singer. Um, and his name was David King, or King David. Um, and so we tell the story of Jed, uh, Jedediah Solomon, um, in a modern context. And so... Uh, we developed that script and uh, shopped it around, and, and really, this was our first venture into a full, a true feature film that was going to be theatrically released. And so, uh, we learned a lot through that process. <laughs> um, you know, uh, making movies is an expensive proposition. Getting movies into theater is an even more expensive proposition. I, I, I can't imagine. How, how long does it take you from kind of start? To finish, to, to, to actually gets in the theaters, how long does that take? You know, uh, typically about a two-year process. I mean, some films, you know, some epic feature films uh, in Hollywood can take four, five, six years, you know, to be fully developed and before they're launched in the theaters. This was about a two-year journey for us from, from script writing uh, to production. You know, production was about eight weeks long, so the production part is actually the shortest part. Part of the reason that is is because you're trying to contain costs. So you've got a whole bunch of people working around the clock for two months. Um, that's expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So you try to contain that as best you can. So uh, that's about a two-month process. And then post-production, uh, which is another very lengthy process of where you got to take all this and, and cut it and edit it together and overlay sound and fix all the issues when the plane flew over that you weren't expecting. And you got to take that out of there. And there's just there's some brilliant, absolutely brilliant people that, that work for us that, that handle all those things. And uh, any... Um, uh, visual effects that are needed. So there's just a lot in that post-production uh, time frame. And then once you get a film that's close to being ready, now you got to shop it around and show it to people and, you know, they're going to critique it and say what they like and what they don't like. And, and then uh, hopefully you get somebody to take it on and, and put it into distribution and theaters. And, and then you got to market it. To, I then mean, you got to market it. I mean, most films spend all at least as much as what they did to produce it to market it. So we spent about two million dollars on the song to produce it, and we spent about two million dollars marketing it, um, which is a lot of money for us, you know. Um, but Hollywood spends a hundred million dollars to make a movie and a hundred to two hundred million dollars to market it. So you know that's what we're up against uh, in the Christian world. Um, we don't have the budgets that they have. Um, so yeah, it's just a very expensive proposition to take a film to theaters. Wow. How, how can a person who wants a film to do well, meaning me, the, I, I don't know if the song is still on Amazon. If it is, mm-hmm. watch it if you're listening. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but I know it was on Amazon. I watched it not too long ago. And when you watch that movie, you're like, there's no reason why this movie should not have been more seen. Mm-hmm. To people, how yeah. can someone like me or anyone who's listening? How can they partner with you, other than maybe in including writing a check? <laughs> yeah. Checks are nice. Yes, but what else can somebody do to help get the word out? Well, with any film, opening weekend is a big deal. 
So um, you book so many theaters, and that's really how much money you have. So with the song, I think we released in around 400 theaters. You know, some major Hollywood productions will release in 2,500 theaters, 3,000 theaters. Um, so we try to strategically pick theaters where we think the, the audience, we have the right audience. You know, the Bible Belt's a good place to start for faith-based films. Uh, so you pick your theaters, and um, it, it's just how many theaters can you afford to be in? The other thing is after the first weekend, because you have to pay, you have to pay those you theaters. Pay the theaters. How much is a theater charged for to put a film? It on? can be uh, ten to twelve thousand dollars a theater. Um, so for how long of a do run? Do the math. Do the math. Well, it's going to depend on um, you know how how well the film does. So, um, but. Initially, what that cost is, in the old days, um, it was actually you had to print the film because we used film and you had to get copies of, you know, these big reels of film to every theater, you know. And so that isn't as much nowadays, but you still have to create something called a DCP, which is basically a digital copy of your film and and get that to theaters and they ingest it. And more and more, it's distributed. So you work with a national chain, you give it to them, and then they push it out to all their theaters uh, electronically. So that helps drive the cost down. But all the marketing that's in the theater, when you see posters and you see big, you know, stand up, you know, cardboard cutouts of things, all that is marketing dollars that have to be spent and you've got to pay for that space and so forth. So nothing's free. You know, absolutely nothing (laughs) is free. The, The theaters are doing well. Right. Um, they're making money. So wow. So for somebody else who's <clears throat> listening, they can write checks and be supportive, but they can also go out and see the film. Go out and see the film. <laughs> right. So back to that, the the, the opening theater, opening weekend is critical because other theaters. Let's say we release in four hundred theaters. Other theaters are um, watching that. are watching that, and they're going, "Oh, that movie did really well for that theater. We're going to pick it up week two. Um, the theaters that had it week one might go, "Hmm, you know, we didn't do too well with that." we might drop a showing. So they, they might be, week one might be showing it five times, you know, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, whatever their schedule is. They might start to ramp that back almost immediately because they want to slot something else in to that slot. So you're constantly battling with all the other films that are coming out. You know, hundreds of films come out a year. So you're battling that. So opening weekend, if you come out strong on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and they look at the numbers Monday morning and go, Wow, that did really well. More than likely, you're gonna you know, you're gonna carry that theater, and you might even pick up some additional theaters that are gonna want it. And then, so then you need to be ready with more dollars to be able to go to more theaters. It's incredible. Um, so, I mean, yeah. it is quite the challenge. It's very challenging. Now, fortunately, there's great partners that we have, you know, that we've met along the way that that help us do that because we don't do that. We have partners that do that for us, but very challenging. Fascinating. We got to take a break because uh, we want to hear about another feature film that you guys are lining up right now. So we're going to take a break. We're talking to Tim Byron of City on a Hill, and we're going to talk about their upcoming film coming out here, uh, coming up, I think, this year, starring Dennis Quaid. And uh, it's going to be a a good looking film. I've seen previews to it. And how can you help get the word out for this film? We're going to talk more about that when we come back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Tim Byron today of City on a Hill Studios. Cityonahillstudio.com. You can listen to our first three segments and hear more about their curriculums and their resources that they have to help people both in churches and in their own living rooms be able to take God's word and God's truth and the truth about who Jesus is and just tell your neighbors and tell your friends great resources 
And uh, but now the past segment we were talking about their first feature film, The Song, which came out and is released, and still now it's getting some legs in the secondary market through DVDs and digitally. And now they're partnering up with a new project with the Irwin Brothers, and uh, looking forward to hearing more about that. So Tim, uh, this is a really cool project that you guys are have been working on. Uh, tell us about it, and tell when, when is it coming out. So, uh, I Can Only Imagine is the film, and it'll release in theaters March 16th, so 316, which um, is a significant, uh, if you think about that, John 316. Um, So, we have been, um, we met the Irwin brothers, who are the writers, directors, and producers of the film. Um, We did a project with them called Woodlawn. So, Woodlawn was a film uh, prior to this uh, that released a a couple years ago, and they approached us about building some resources uh, for that film. Uh, So, we work closely with them, just love those guys, love what they do. They're passionate about their craft, you know. As far as being faithful and creative and relevant, you know that's that's a great alignment with us. That's what they believe in. Mm. Um, but they focus on feature films. That's what they do. That's they they want to compete directly with Hollywood. So they've made some great films, and I can only imagine is one of those. So uh, they approached us early on on this project and said, "Would you guys like to to partner?" Uh, we're actually um, an executive producer on that film by virtue of uh, some money that was put in. Um, that city is contributing uh, to the film, and then we're building all all the resources around the film. So the film comes out in theaters uh, March 16th. So first plug is go see it March 16th. Go that, see, that, that weekend, go see it. Go see it. Go see it on Friday. Then take a take your spouse on Friday, maybe, and then take your whole family on Saturday, and then take all your neighbors on Sunday. How about that? <laughs> Make a weekend of it. Make a weekend of it. I mean, that, that, that truly is investing in the kingdom when you do that. Absolutely. And what that'll do, when you do that, that opening weekend, you'll extend the, the time that that movie's in theater. So it'll reach more people in the theatrical run. And the theatrical run is just, it's, it's the beginning. It's getting out of the gate fast and so that you can have a longer tail to what you're doing. Um, I can only imagine, as, as probably most of you all have heard, I, I'm sure you have heard of the song, I Can Only Imagine. Um, I think it was the number one charting Christian song uh, when it came out. It actually hit on the um, general market charts as well. Uh, it's still the number one Christian song of all time. Really? And um, the Irwins came across the story and approached um, Bart, who is the lead singer of Mercy Me, who wrote the song and sings the song. And um, he had been approached by some other folks before about making a film about it. And um, they've just kind of always just pushed that aside and pushed it aside. But when he met John Irwin and his team, he said, yeah, I I think you guys are the right fit to do this movie. So uh, it's been in the making for a couple years now. Uh, It's a tremendous film. It basically chronicles Bart's life uh, from a a young man um, in... um, a very difficult situation, an abusive home. He had a father who was abusive uh, to him. Uh, his mother left uh, him at an early age, and so he lived with his dad and grew up with his dad. And um, just a very difficult life. And so it explores all that. So there's a great father-son story there that evolves. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's all the things that, that happened to Bart in his life that ultimately lead him to write this song. And it was a song just out of his heart that he really feels like God gave it to him. Uh, he says that it took him about 10 minutes to write it because it was just something he knew. 
and uh, his father gets ill, and and um, part of the whole drive to this is, what I can only imagine is, you know, what's it going to be like? What's it like for my dad seeing seeing Jesus because he does come to Jesus later in his life? So it's a powerful story. It's a powerful redemption story. Mm-hmm. Um, just a beautiful, beautifully shot and told. Uh, great acting. You mentioned Dennis Quaid. Dennis, how, how in the world did you get Dennis Quaid? You know, um, actually, there's a guy who works for us that I think had some connections uh, and and made that introduction, got that introduction going. And Dennis just fell in love with the story. I mean, he was really taken by the fact that Bart's dad could go from this just beast of a guy. I mean, Bart describes him as a monster. So how does a guy who's a monster in a very short period of time become totally transformed? And I think that's what Dennis Quaid appreciated hmm. about this character and what drew him to this character. And he does an amazing job playing Bart's dad. Oh, it's I'm just, sure. just phenomenal. I mean, that's a big name in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Dennis is a big name. Uh, Cloris Leachman is also in the film. Uh, she plays Bart's grandmother. She does a great Great job with that. Uh, Priscilla Shire, who a lot of ladies will know, um, Tony Evans' daughter, um, author and um, uh, actor and actress in her own right, and uh, she plays uh, in the film as well. So it's got a, a really good cast. Um, all the actors are really strong, uh, top to bottom. So That's cool. So it's coming out March 16th. March 16th. And uh, are you guys um, 316? Are you guys playing on that, Any? <laughs> you know, um, it, it, John will talk a lot about timing, and he believes that the success of movies has it has a lot to do with your script and your actors and your execution of that and your production and all those things have to be right. That's just expected. I mean, when you're competing against Hollywood, all those things have to be top-notch. But you also need timing. And he really felt like this where this movie got positioned in theaters was just great timing. Uh, Mercy Me, as a band, just released an album last year that's charting number one again. And so Mercy Me is kind of coming back up the charts, and and they're on a a world tour. And so um, just their rise back to kind of prominence in the Christian music world, the timing of that. Then it was just recently that someone brought it to John's attention that we kept using the date March 16th, and all, all the things we're producing from a marketing standpoint say March 16th. But somebody came and said, well, do you realize March 16th is 316? And so it was just kind of a revelation, and John was like, well, there's a timing. I mean, I mean, how can we ask for a better date than, than March 16th, 316? So, wow, that's pretty cool. As in John 316. <laughs> As so in John those, 316. Weird people who ha- for stay God at football so loved games. The world. You know, yes. You know? yes. Science, John 316, Tim Tebow, John 316. There's the connection there. So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is phenomenal. Um, and then uh, we as Christians, we need to pray that God would bless this Absolutely. because because I think there's some incredible potential to really shine a bright light. And so, absolutely. And so, what we're doing, if you think back to you know, we've talked about what City does and what our mission is and what our passion is. Films are great. You know, films are fun to go, take your family, your friends, go see. It's entertaining. You know, hopefully you, you learn something that can be an emotional experience. You come out of that and you like to you know, maybe go and you sit around and you talk about it uh, and you enjoy that experience. But what we want to do is take that experience deeper through the products we make. So we've done a Bible study around, I can only imagine, the film. We, we went to Nashville and shot a four-part series with Bart. So we interviewed Bart and have him retell his story, his testimony. And so you really get it from his 
own heart. Mm. And we break that down into four episodes that deal with, um, uh, we, we kind of take advantage of the name, Imagine. We, one episode is called Imagine uh, Forgiveness, Imagine a Loving Father, Imagine Redemption, and Imagine Going Home. So imagine forgiveness. You know, a lot of us can't imagine forgiveness. We can't imagine being forgiven because we've done something terrible. We can't imagine forgiving. You know, that, that's an issue we have as Christians. So ima- uh, imagining forgiveness is a great topic. So you can imagine this Bible study, you're going to sit down and for, for a week you get to process on this thing called forgiveness. Um, some of us can't imagine having a loving father. You know, maybe your dad experience wasn't that great. Um, so Bart's obviously wasn't. So imagine a loving father. God is our loving father. So mm. we walk people through this. And again, in the small group experience, whether that be in a church small group or that's your home you get to walk through this thing for four more weeks and you really get to dive into it so the movie's great and go see the movie but then pick up this this study and then walk through this with a community of people who you love who you care about you will be blessed Mm. you will be blessed to go through these that's good topics yeah tim thank you so much for coming in i can't believe our hour just flew by it did (laughs) flew by but thanks uh, for coming in and uh, would you pray for us guys that we would um not only you know go see the vil- the film and and get engaged in the in the curriculum but that we would be men that would live out our faith absolutely and we would be men of strength absolutely uh heavenly father we just uh we thank you we thank you so much uh for the opportunities you've given us we thank you for um i just thank you for kurt and uh, Chad and, and their devotion to uh, this ministry and the work they do here um, through the radio. And so just pray your blessing over them. But God, for these dads, um, God, I just pray that you would impress upon them um, really the need to lead. Um, that's something that, that is apparent to me often in my, uh, as a husband, as a father, uh, as a, a leader in, in the workplace is that I need to lead. I need to lead well. And, and in order to do that, I need to, to listen. And I need to learn. I need to be in constant learning mode from other people. And I need to surround myself with, with good men, you know, good men who can pour into me. And so that's my challenge uh, to guys um, that, would, they would, that they would lead, uh, learn to lead, um, surround themselves with some good guys and, and uh, have an impact in their families and their communities. And so, God, would you bless them uh, in that effort? Uh, it's difficult. It's challenging in this world we live in today. But bless these guys in, in doing that. And, God, I pray your blessing over this film and how it could mm-hmm. reach and, and have an impact uh, not only in you know our community but around the country and ultimately around the world. Uh, we're all about uh, your kingdom and uh, bringing awareness to uh, just the gospel and, and the miracle that it is. So we thank you for redemption um, that we see in Bart's story and with his dad. And uh, we just thank you for all of the ways that you bless us. And uh, so that's my charge. That's my challenge. And that's uh, the prayer I have on these guys. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much for coming in. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Cityonahillstudio.com. If you complain about what Hollywood is producing, instead of complaining about what they're producing, how about you support what God is producing? And go out and watch this film and take a couple of people with you to do that. March 16th, I can only imagine. Thanks for listening to us on Solid Steps Rick.